Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome back to Self. I'm here to have conversations, share ideas and experiences to explore the self with the aim of all of us living happier and healthier lives. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the lessons that I learned from 100 days of running in 2022. So before we talk about running, I just want to quickly say that I did it again. If you caught it on social media, you would have seen that I shared a story saying that I had recorded this entire episode (laughs) and forgot to hit record on my microphone. If you have listened to the first episode, I essentially tell the exact same story. I did the same thing again. So episode 11, clearly she hasn't learned. Uh, I did make a checklist after that, a bit of a workflow to go through, but I haven't implemented it. So this is a lesson to use the checklists that you make if you make them. Anyway, that is um, now in the past. We're moving on. We're re-recording and it's okay. So let's talk running. This is going to be a pretty short episode and I wanted to share what I learned from running 100 days in 2022. Now, if you know anything about me or if you knew me and a younger version of me, you would know that I grew up hating running completely. One of the lessons that I've learned over the past few years in building a habit of running and in particular in 2022 is that it is absolutely possible to shift your mindset and your and a negative connection or association with something into a positive one. When I was growing up, I did not run. I remember in fourth grade, we had to do morning fitness and we had to run laps around the oval. And I don't remember how many, and I'm I'm sure that it wasn't that bad, but in my head, it was torture. And I Outside of sprinting, I felt everything else was long distance. Like if it was 400 meters to me, that was marathon. I wanted nothing to do with running. So I had just built up all of these, yeah, negative associations with it. And then that stayed the same all through the rest of primary school into high school. And now at some point in high school, we had to do what's called the beat test. And I'm not sure if anyone else has it outside of Oz, if this is a thing, but what they get you to do is the audio track comes on and you have to run from one side of the gym to the other every time it beeps. And it starts off pretty slow walking pace, then speeds up. And I remember that we had to get to, I think, level six, maybe 6.1 to pass. And that was my goal. I was like, I just have to make it to, to six. And I died, honestly. I remember just being like, this is the hardest thing ever. I was struggling to keep up. All my friends doing fine. One of my mates, Sam, who was a long distance runner, had no problem with this. And I was just dying. I remember the lady over the audio machine being like, you know, 6.1, whatever. And I was like, done, I'm done. It's over. I've met the minimum requirement. And after that, I pretty much did.
didn't really implement any kind of running. Even when I was going to the gym a lot, I enjoyed any kind of exercise outside of running. So, I mean, I hope that paints a very clear picture in that I was just never a runner. And through my 20s, my friends got into running. They'd invite me to run. I just struggled so much. I remember finding it really hard to keep up with them. Then they tried to talk to me at the same time. And I was just a bit confused because I'm like, guys, I'm trying to run and I'm dying. And you're also trying to have a conversation with me at the same time. So conditions were not ideal. Didn't enjoy it. And then about three years ago, uh, while I was here in Japan over COVID, I'd separated um, from my ex and my mate Connor asked me to come running. And I was like, mate, this is probably the last thing that I want to be doing. I don't enjoy it. Going through a rough time. And he's like, you know, might be good for you if you just want to give it a shot. No pressure. We can run at your own, at your pace. Because that was something that I think I, what I didn't like about running was just, I always felt like I was so behind. I was really slow. I was bad at it. So again, all of these negative associations. And so I decided to give it a shot and sure enough, it was still very hard. Didn't love it all that much, but over time as Connor and I ran together a bit more, he just told me, you know, to keep it easy, we'll keep it in zone two, which just meant, um, I think like, you know, heart's going, but you can hold a conversation. So that was one of the things he's like, we're just going to run at a pace where you can still talk. And that honestly was probably just a regular person's fast walking pace is my running pace, but it didn't matter. And we slowly went from running Um, maybe like a kilometer to two Ks to three Ks, which is more than I'd ever run. I honestly think that until I was, I don't know, 30, until that time, I probably had never run more than three Ks or something, maybe like two Ks even, potentially even a kilometer. Like I really just didn't run. So, So we do this, I start to enjoy it. And then for Connor's birthday, he was turning 28 and wanted to run 28 Ks and just made it a race, with not a race, like a run with all of his mates. So you could join at any point. You could do the whole 28 Ks. You could do half of that. You could do a 10, a five, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to try the 10K. And I'd never run a 10K before. And while we'd been running, we'd run maybe like a max of five Ks or something. So for his birthday that year, sure enough, I ran at my own pace, which was very slow doesn't matter. And I completed my first 10K ever. And I was so stoked and proud of myself. And I really enjoyed it actually. And so over that period of a few months, something that for the majority, an overwhelming majority of my life that I had absolutely hated, I actually developed a bit of an affection for. I really enjoyed it. I I started to understand Um, a bit more about, you know, this runner's high that people got. It it was something that helped to clear my head. Um, My body felt good. My mind felt good. There was just a lot of benefit that came from it and I I really did enjoy it. And so running, you know, since then I've 
implemented a lot more, not heaps. And last year in 2022, when I came out to Perth in March, I was like, oh, I'm going to start running a bit more. And maybe towards the end of the year at some point, um, perhaps around September, I realized I had hit the 50 day mark or something. And I thought, you know what, why don't we just try and go for a hundred days for the rest of the year? Let's try and just run a bit more and develop a good habit around this to run in the morning. And on the 31st of December, I completed my 100 days, which was just awesome. Again, feeling really stoked, proud of myself. And so, yeah, I I think one of the greatest lessons is realizing that just because you have a negative association to something, just because you don't like something or you haven't liked something for a period of time doesn't mean it has to stay that way forever. It is absolutely possible to shift and change your mindset and your connection. Another lesson that I've learned is that in order to build a habit, a new habit around something, you have to, for me at least, I really had to remove any type of milestone pressure. So what I realized was for such a long time, because I was trying to keep up with other people's paces or run a certain distance, I didn't enjoy it. I, I wasn't running then for any kind of enjoyment. It was in order to meet something. And because I felt that I wasn't good at it, because I, it was just so difficult for me. I, I remember getting a stitch at like, I don't know, 300 meters, 400 meters, like, they would come on so early and I would be in pain running through it, you know, pinching your side. I don't know, trying to breathe. I just struggled. I think I was actually quite, I don't think I was good at running. I don't think I understood actually how the technique of running properly. I'm not even sure that I do now. I think it's just that I enjoy it. I'm okay. And perhaps my body's a bit more used to it. Um, but anyway, removing milestone pressures. Right. So what I did kind of when I'd realized at this 50 day mark that I wanted to run a hundred days was it just was about running. The idea was to put on my shoes, go outside and just run. Doesn't matter how far, doesn't matter how fast or how slow, just run. And freeing myself of any kind of obstacle or pressure allowed me to I think it it helped me to stay committed um and disciplined with the run because then I wouldn't make an excuse and be like oh no it's too far I just don't feel like whatever it's just well you're just out there to run and that was quite effective actually because there were some mornings when I'd get up and think no I don't want to do it and I'm like no you're gonna put your shoes on you're gonna go outside and you're just gonna run you can run just just run and that worked And so the next thing then is just to not create additional suffering for yourself. I think it's important when building a habit that you want to enjoy whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you're not always going to enjoy it, but positioning yourself in a way where, um, yeah, you're not multiplying that suffering, which is probably what I felt my whole life towards running was just an enormous amount of pain and suffering. And so I was reinforcing this negative association rather than shifting anything. And so making it 
um, easier and more enjoyable, which for me just looked like running at my own pace, running at a pace where I felt comfortable, where I felt I could sustain and I felt good doing it. And that allowed me to explore running in a different way. I could run these longer distances, like running my first 10K ever at 30. I was just stoked about. Um, and then another thing I've learned in building a new habit is to do it at the same time every day and to link it to something you already do. And I think I read this um, perhaps in one of these like habit books, Atomic Habits or Habits of Highly Successful People or something. But I remember going, actually, that's a great idea where if you link, if you connect it or link it to something that you already do every single day, like brushing your teeth, then that's the trigger and the reminder to do something. And so what I did was I would always run in the morning. So that's my preferred time to run. I've tried running in the afternoon. It's okay, but I feel a lot heavier, a bit more tired. And so for me, first thing in the morning, I feel fresh. That's the best time to do it. Then I would run before brushing my teeth, which I, I don't know, is that gross? <laughs> to be outside. It's not like you're running into anyone. You're not just speaking up close. Anyway, but that's what I would do. I would get up, get changed, put my shoes on and go for a run and then come home, brush my teeth, shower and go through the rest of my morning routine. So it just became a part of the morning routine. And now I didn't do it every single day. Um, but yeah, I ramped it up towards the end of the year and it felt so good that the mornings when I'd wake up and I wasn't going for a run felt like something was missing in the exact same way where if I wake up and I don't brush my teeth, I'm like, what's going on? Something's off. Like I know that there's something I need to do. And I think I have now developed that with running as well. Another very valuable lesson that I've learned is to practice discipline over motivation. I think for all of us, myself included, we are reward seeking, right? We want that dopamine and, and we often want to do something that either we see instant results for where we are aiming for a particular outcome to receive something. And there were days definitely where in order for me to run, it was purely discipline. It was just getting up and saying, this is a commitment you've made. Your body's fine. You can do this. You're going to do it. And it's just making that commitment and then sticking through it because in creating a habit, it's not always going to feel good and easy to choose it. I think there are moments when you do get, you do get that and it is pretty easy and it and you know, you get up and you're like, yeah, I'm so motivated to do this. But on the days where I wasn't, I was relying purely on discipline. And I think by going for it anyway, it's actually created more discipline in my life in other factors, in things like committing to this podcast, releasing episodes every Thursday. Like that's something that for me takes discipline. There are definitely some weeks where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I can't, I'm so tired. It's like, nah, this is the commitment you've made and we're going to do it. And I love it and I do it and I'll get it done. 
but it's a practice of discipline that I think just carries through and has such a great impact um, in other spaces of your life. And the final lesson that I've learned, I think we all know this, is that the body will do whatever the mind allows it to. The body is so capable. It's incredible. And the excuses I used to make when I was young, like, oh, my feet aren't made for running and like my body is just not made for it. I'm heavier in my legs. I don't know. I, I would make up a lot of things. And I probably, I think I did believe it too at the time. But running that first 10K and then 2022 running 100 days, which is more running than I've ever done in my life, honestly. So I realized, in fact, the body is incredibly capable of doing many things. And, you know, we can all have our real limitations, of course they exist. However, it's recognizing where you are creating an obstacle for yourself. Like I was creating an obstacle in my mind about running. It's not that my body wasn't capable or able to run these distances or to run this much. It's just that I told myself that I couldn't. And so when we shift our mind from I can't to I can, the body does it. The body follows through. The body's there. And I've really enjoyed exploring my own capabilities and recognizing in myself that as I'm getting older, even though I didn't grow up sporty, even though I I didn't play any kind of sports, like the stuff that I'm doing now in my life, running, free diving, yoga, um, snowboarding, I didn't grow up being a yeah an active person in this way probably my fourth grade morning fitness is the most amount of activity activity I've ever done um I didn't grow up doing any of that but my body's incredibly capable I'm doing all of this now when yeah when I didn't even do it as a kid or as a teen when you know your body's like recovers quickly and is youthful and able to do everything so It's been such a great journey and I've learned these great lessons that I hope if, you know, this is a year where you are hoping to implement some new habits um, or you've got some goals around some habits, I really hope that this acts as a bit of an encouragement for you, but also um, that you can take away some of these lessons that I've learned and apply them and that you stick through it. And practice, continue to practice that discipline over motivation. And I promise that it is absolutely worth it. And so who knows what 2023 holds for me in running, maybe more days. I haven't really thought about it. I haven't run this year actually um, because I've been a bit under the weather and burnt out, but I will be straight back into it. I've really been missing it actually. Um. Yeah, I am hoping that I hit record on the cameras and on my microphone because recording this a third time is just not going to be great. Thank you for tuning in. Um, 
You can follow this podcast on Instagram at self double underscore podcast. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts or watch on YouTube. I release episodes every Thursday. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next week. Bye.